who the person is, it's, it's not going to change. You know what I'm saying? It's an inner pride thing. If a man doesn't have the pride to want to pull his own weight or bring something to the table or to, you know, be the man of his house, that is something that is just the way he was raised or his personality. I don't think marriage changes that because I don't think that a, a respectable man can feel comfortable with his woman fully financially supporting him. That to me just is, I don't think, that just to me is embarrassing, you know? <laughs> Hey, it's Gabby Faye. Welcome back to my podcast. You may have seen my viral TikTok videos on The Shade Room, Real Toronto News, World Star, etc., etc. And today we have a very special guest with us, Stormy Maya. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, literally Stormy, we started talking a while ago on TikTok, but Stormy Maya, we've seen her on our big screens. We've seen her on our small screens. She had the cutest little stripper like dance scene in, you know, the movie with J-Lo, Hustlers. She's on She's Gotta Have It. If you're a New Yorker, you guys know and love Spike Lee. And... You're on the Wu-Tang episode. Yeah, Wu-Tang season, uh, season three that comes out February 15th. Hey, so I'm really excited to dive in yeah. with Stormy. So Stormy, how are you doing? How are everything? How's everything? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Stormy, like, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, people that don't know you, who's Stormy Maya? Um, honestly, I'm a person that started off trying to hustle and just kind of made a career out of it. So I do like a lot of things. So people know me for different avenues. Some people know me for my rock band Cinnamon Babe. Some people know me for my acting. Some people know me for my Instagram thought work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do. I, I'm just an entertainer of sorts. I entertain. So I'm always kind of popping up places. Okay. Where are you from? Where, where, where's your hometown? Uh, Bronx, New York. Okay. Hey. <laughs> BX in the house. BX in the house. Been in LA now for like a year and a half. Okay. Um, I, I rep Bedside Brooklyn uh, for the past eight years. That's been my home. All right. Now I'm in LA. So, you know, I kind of go back and forth though for work and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm mostly, <clears throat> as an actor, I haven't done anything in LA. Everything I do as an actor is uh, East Coast. I do all my work mostly in Atlanta and New York. Wow. It's like 90% of where I'm booked. Is New York. And Atlanta. And Atlanta. Like last year I filmed in Atlanta for one project for two months straight. And then I did a movie later on that year for a month straight in Atlanta. And then all the TV shows I did like for HBO and uh, Hulu and stuff like that were all in New York. So I mostly work East Coast. Okay. Yeah. Do you miss it? Uh, yeah, of course. I'm a New Yorker. I love New York. Uh, but the reason why I left is because I think there's like a housing crisis there right now. It's like hard to get housing in New York. Like honestly, they're playing games with me. Um, their credit score requirements were just insane um but also like i like the fact being here because i do a lot of social media content so i can do that year round yeah now it's sunny and it's it's more inspirational to do content pictures videos new york sometimes it's hard it's sometimes like gloomy and it's gets it cold and rainy so it's really hard to do content i agree i i like it was a struggle when i tell you it was a struggle to mm -hmm. uh adapt to living in los angeles when you're a new yorker because it's so different mm -hmm. and like, it was hard because I was like, man, I miss the food. I miss the people. I miss the yeah. culture. That was hard. But 
the upside, it's always sunny in LA. Like I can always take good content. If you're mm -hmm. into social media, this is like a great place to do that kind of stuff. So that's why I love LA. Those are few little reasons I love yeah. LA, but it makes it makes a difference for me. So I do love that. So let's just get right into it, Stormy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your love life. Are you dating anyone now? Like what's what's that looking like? Oh God. Um no. Um Girl, I'm bad at picking men. <laughs> I am a very monogamous person, and I'm a long-time dater. So for me, every relationship I've had since high school has been pretty long-term. But I think that I picked the wrong people to do long-term with. Mm. And uh, I technically just got out of a relationship that was, like, about a year, which isn't, like, necessarily that long, but... It was toxic, child. What is, <laughs> what's, like, what's wrong with them? Like, what, what do you? Why do you feel like you picked the wrong man? Like, what? What's the similarities? Between um. <clears throat> well, you know, I think that, like, you know, I have slight envy, you know, for women like you. Really? For no, I'm serious <laughs> because I think that, like, I think I'm a little bit too forgiving on a lot of fronts about like what a man has to bring to the table and what I will deal with and what I will receive. And I think a lot of times it ends up biting me in the ass because I'm willing to work with men, and I've been doing that for years. Where I'll accept men who don't necessarily bring a lot into the relationship, as far as like like most of them have not met me financially, and a lot of them have not met my work ethic and. I have tried to balance it of like, okay, I don't mind being like the main breadwinner or the main like, you know, making the most money in this relationship and thinking that the men in return would be appreciative ah. or thinking that in return the men would like respect that. But unfortunately what I've been dealing with for years are men that are envious that I'm making more money mm. or that I'm doing better. And then I also have dealt with men who have taken advantage of where I am the main breadwinner and then I'm thinking, oh, they're going to appreciate the fact that I'm doing this for them and this for them. But in turn, I'm all kind of getting like talked to like I ain't shit, you know, after I've put so much into it. Like, I'll, like I'm saying, like, I'll, I'll sit there and work with you. I'll be like, OK, you know, you ain't got to have it all together with me and I'll, I'll help you build up. I've helped, I've employed men, everything. And in, in the end, they, I've never been appreciated thus far. I've been wow. taken very heavily advantage of. So at this point, I'm just like, I don't know. Do you feel, <laughs> I, 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 girl, I've been there. You, I've been there and I'm over it, okay? I'm done dating broke boys and being their mothers and doing everything for them and trying to like make them, you know, build a man. I'm not building a man anymore. Come correct or don't come at all. Like, I'm yeah. just so tired. Like, cause you just get, uh, uh, fed up and frustrated and I, I I've noticed that because you, you know I date I noticed that like men who don't have their shit together and you do that those be the main ones to take advantage and not be grateful for it because I feel like sometimes not all the time but sometimes men feel like you're taking their manlyhood if you yeah. if you're the breadwinner and you can do all of this that they can't do so like to take yeah. it out on you they're like treating you like you ain't shit, talking to you like you ain't shit and all of that because they can't stand the fact that their woman is coming with everything, you know, taking care of things and they can't do that and they feel like they, they, they've they lost their manhood in that situation or whatever. I think it's dumb, but like their prides be hitting, hitting hard and like they have big egos and like, I always talk about this, the fragile male ego, they cannot handle sometimes when their woman is doing better than them. But it's yeah, like, why are you looking my, at us like that? Like competition, it's embarrassing. That's Stop it. That's unfortunately been my experience. Um, 
in in back-to-back relationships where I have my career and like I said, I'm making my money and I'm doing everything, but then I will try to help whoever I'm with, like ex- escalate, you know, in their life. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately has not been appreciated. It's been almost like entitlement it comes with it. So I've had men that I have built up, like when they got with me and then by the time they we were done, they were in a better position in life where I helped them financially, I helped them get in a better position. And I have found myself getting taken advantage of and um, being talked talk to in a certain way. And I've seen envy and anger. Um, I had a relationship where I was helping them a lot, like elevate in life and get in a better position. And then at first it was grateful and happiness. But then as months went on, it became like they were very upset and angry towards me. And when I addressed it, they were just like, I feel like my whole life's about you and I don't have nothing for myself. And they were just upset that they were dependent on me almost because they needed me in order to have proper livelihood and and have their life together and i'm just sitting there like innocently like hey i'm trying to help you like i love you i want to help you get your stuff together but i'm getting met with anger of like i'm a man i'm not supposed to have you do this for me and like almost like this anger so then i'm looking like well i'm not going to be apologetic for my success and my hard work so what am i supposed to do watch you struggle when i love you so unfortunately it's just been hectic and i've been trying to maybe in the future find an equal or someone better but um yeah, have not found that yet. I, girl, I feel you. And, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It just gives me flashbacks because that's literally the type of men I used to date. And I'm just like, raise yeah. your standards, women. Raise them because these men will never, they will never treat you like the queen you deserve to be treated because they have to do the self-work of not being jealous and, like, you know, work, have work, make your work ethic up. Get your money up. Do your, your thing. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, the fact that, like, a man that you're in a relationship with would be jealous jealous of your success that's a weak man (laughs) like that's like a really weak man like how are you jealous of your woman that's crazy to me it's very common though and like I've dated mostly men who are older than me um and yeah a lot of them are jealous if they are themselves aren't bringing as much to the table financially or whatever um or seeing my success and being slightly jealous of it it's been a problem I've had but I don't even honestly ask for much. I tell people to, like, you know, even if they don't support me, I'm telling them, like, pull your own weight, you know. I have no problem even, like, if you want to split things down the middle almost. But I'm, but a lot of people I'm with, I've noticed that they're not even trying to pull that. Because they're like, oh, she got it. She got it. She can handle it. And I, I'm getting taken advantage of a lot, unfortunately. That is so sad. Yeah. And the fact that you said, because that behavior, I do notice a lot from, like, younger men. But you're saying that you date older men and you still it's get all, that. It doesn't matter age. Ooh. I only date older men. Like, it doesn't matter. How much older? Um, My two, well, okay, so the... The last one was um, six years older, but then the two before that were 13 years older. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that's pretty much a, a big gap. Like, yeah. are, were they, did they have jobs? Like, were they working? Did they have their yes. own place? Um, own place. Okay. So, the first person was my ex-husband. He was 13 years um, older. We actually met because we were roommates. Um, I was 18. He was 31. Wow. And we were roommates. Um, and <laughs> so... Wow. Yeah, uh, it was in the some Bronx shit. Uh, (laughs) And you ended up marrying your roommate. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that it was. We were dating first. (laughs) We became boyfriend and girlfriend first. We were together for five years, Um, and then after that, I was in a relationship for five years. 
Uh, no, I lied. Three years. I don't know why I said five. I was in a relationship for three years after that. And he was 13 years older as well. When I met him, he had his own place and everything. Um, we ended up moving in together. And then the last relationship, same thing. He had his own place. We moved in together. And usually when like the move-in happens, then it's like, I don't know. That's usually when the bad stuff happens. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, usually then at that point, I, I notice people pulling very low weights in my experience. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, so yeah. some women do, like, wonder, like, there's, like, a debate going on, like, whether if you move in with a man and you're not married, you're just shacking up, that <laughs> if that's better or worse than if you're married. In your experience, you've been married and you lived with your husband. Yeah. And then you've been shacking up with your boyfriend. What? <laughs> Up. <laughs> but like, was there a difference in their efforts um, and their behavior and all of that? Um, marriage to me did not necessarily make a difference in the scenario. I got married because I was being criticized by family and stuff. Like, you can't be with no man for years and years living with him and not be married. Da, 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 da. So I was like, all right. So I got married. But to be honest, um, it didn't really change anything. Um, all it did was it, it ended up frustrating me because <laughs> then I was like stuck. Um, and I, I felt like I got married too soon, too early. Um, but to be honest, no. I think that um, they, the, who the person is, it's, it's not going to change. You know what I'm saying? It's an inner pride thing. If a man doesn't have the pride to want to pull his own weight or bring something to the table or to, you know, be the man of his house, that is something that is just the way he was raised or his personality. I don't think marriage changes that because I don't think that a, a respectable man can feel comfortable with his woman fully financially supporting him. That to me just is, I don't think, that just to me is embarrassing, you know? <laughs> Um, to have your woman supporting you, um, unless you're on the deathbed or something, you know, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately I've noticed a big trend of men nowadays wanting to be taken care of by women, <laughs> wanting women to pay bills for them, wanting women to buy them shoes, uh, a lot of big pimp mentality I've been seeing lately, um, uh, which I just, yeah, I'm not down for, so. I'm so glad you're being so real right now because I've been wanting someone to say this because I obviously mm -hmm. I've been experiencing that too and I've, I talk about it as well. I'm I'm sick of seeing that like men just expecting to be t taken care of and that's like become a normal thing. And I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Men should want to take care of their household and their woman. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are like, like you said, oh, she got it. She's successful. She's doing good. Like yeah. <clears throat> let her take care of it. No, we're not doing that anymore. I think it dip I think also, yeah, <laughs> I think that these specific men are preying upon successful women who have it together and they, they're looking for that. Mm. Um, I've noticed that there's a different treatment. Like women who don't necessarily have anything or struggle financially, I notice that they get a different treatment from men than successful women do. Mm. And I think that a lot of men like the whole damsel in distress. She can't, she's fully dependent on me. Cause I've noticed that like if a woman does not herself have any money at all and she's in a position where she's just kind of like, you know, needs a man, like legitimately needs a man to get by. I've noticed that they will typically attract the type of guy that is like in controlling, but he's like, yeah, I'm the man of this. She can't leave me. She's dependent on me. And in that case, I'll see men taking care of things financially without a problem. Now, I don't know if it's necessarily the best situation, but I see that a lot of men like that. Like she can't go nowhere. But I've seen with women who are very successful and they can leave a man at a drop of a dime and have their own house, have their own car. 
I've noticed that a lot of those same men are very intimidated by those women because there's lack of control for them. So they don't really approach me. So what I more attract are the kind of men that are like, I'm going to be a moocher. I'm going to like get like a sugar mama type of vibe. I'm going to get a woman that's going to take care of me. Um, so unfortunately, there needs to be a, a middle, but I have not seen that yet. Damn. Yeah. That just made me rethink my whole roster. Like, you're right. like I didn't, I didn't see it as that because I, I do wonder sometimes. Like, I'm like, why is it that some of these women who don't do shit, ain't got shit, like literally have no goals, no dreams, like they're not doing anything, mm-hmm. and they have men like just wanting to pay for their whole lives, wanting yeah. to spend all this money, and it's like you're right when you don't ever see it's like a successful woman that a man's trying to do that for, and I didn't realize that it might be a control thing. It's a control they, thing. They can't control you. Yes, because it's you at that point are an asset. Um, it's like they have you fully in control. Like, it's it's not intimidating to them. You need them. They can just kick you out at their will. They can get rid of you at their will. And for a lot of men, they like that security of knowing. A lot of women like myself are intimidating because, you know, you have your own. You can leave on your own. You can do it. You can get another man, like, whatever. <laughs> but also you can just... A man can't dangle the car and the house and everything in front of you. And that for a lot of men is insecure because a lot of men are raised that women are assets to them and then property to them. So when a woman's coming with more than them or equal to a lot of men, that's in, that's insecure for them. You know, it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. So it takes a special type of man with a certain type of security <laughs> in himself to handle a woman that isn't equal, like legitimately equal or in a better position. Okay. So like speaking of like, have you been in a situation, even if it was like short term or term or just a date or something where you've seen those type of qualities that you are looking for, that is the opposite of your long-term relationships that might be, that might work for you if you were to see it again in someone? No. Oh. No. Wow. Um, I have seen really only two types of men in my life experience, and the type are either the men that, um, and just in my case, uh, there's men in my industry, you know, the entertainment industry, men who are very successful, and, you know, men who have a lot of money and all that type of stuff that I've met. But a lot of those men, uh, a lot of them have shared the same close, close to personality of, they want their woman to be their asset. So it's like the world is about their career, their their appointments, their traveling. So if you were with these men who had all this money and all this success, they would want me to more submit like and make my life more about them. So every time I have to go to an event tonight, we have to go. If they have a red carpet, <coughs> I have to go with them. If they have a board thing, board meeting thing or a meeting, I am their arm candy. I am their asset. I'm their woman. So I am like this extension of them. And like, it's all about their career and their life. And that's what a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of super successful men want. They want a woman that, because they're bringing all this to the table, you don't have to work. You don't have to do shit. And that makes it better for them because then you can just watch their kids. You can just go travel with them when they need to. But unfortunately for those men, I have my own life, my own career, my own traveling, my own thing. So most of the time, the only man that that kind of goes in sync with is a man who doesn't really have much going on for himself. But in turn... That gets me someone who ends up wanting to take advantage of me, wanting me to be fully financially supporting of them. So I don't know. I haven't really found a good uh, in between. You're speaking. <laughs> you're speaking to the choir, okay? Like you're, you, what you're saying is so valid because yeah. I've I've run into that. Like I have a lot of guys 
trying to eat me up who like who want to be around me who want to date me whatever but like it's because they're bringing nothing mm -hmm. but like attention <laughs> yeah and like you know what I mean but like you describing those successful men as wanting a woman to be their asset uh when you explain that I think of like women that are successful who we're not born to be just an arm candy. We're not born to be just an asset. Like some women, they have the capacity for that because they don't really have anything else going on or whatever. And they're just like, okay, that that works maybe for them. But like mm. for someone who has like a dream, a goal, aspirations, things like that, like it may not work that way. Like, but then I think about further down the line, and I don't know if you want children. Like for, for me, I want children so I can see myself dedicating my life to raising my kids my family whatever but like once those kids are in school i'm not gonna just be sitting at home bored. <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm probably gonna want to do yeah. something by then so like i mean have you thought about that like when you're older and like maybe you're in a different mindset or different season in life i don't know what that looks like for you but yeah what do you think um to me uh having a relationship and having a child are like two separate things so um like i have no problem like having a child in a non-traditional sense of like if I could have like a partner to do it with that's, like I said, not trying to take advantage of me um, and willing to do what they need to do, that's fine. The problem I've been having with men is this, right? So like in my last relationship, here's how I put it down. So homeboy, for example, he um, wasn't trying to match me financially or like, you know, pulling his weight in the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So how I look at it is like this. Um, a lot, I think women are better at that role. Like if a man has a lot of money and a lot of success and a woman doesn't have much going on, a lot of women are good at stepping back and being like, that's the man of the house. You know, what he needs me to do, I'm gonna do. If the man's like, hey, I make all this money, I need you to stay at home, watch the kids, do this, do that. A lot of women don't have an issue with it. They're like, okay, fuck it. As long as you take care of me and the kids and you pay for things, I can do this role, right? Okay. And a lot of these women know when to not talk back, know their know their place. A lot of these women will even know, like if the man's cheating and stuff, you see a lot of women still staying because they're like, well, you know, he's taking care of business, right? Unfortunately, a lot of men don't know how to play that role. So what I've told some men is I'm like, okay, well, you don't want to match me financially. You don't want to bring your weight in finances to the table. So... I'll treat you like a little house husband, but that means that you're going to have to cook, clean, take care of this, basically do my beck and call. And I tried to do this with a homeboy where I was like, you know, like, you need to drive me where I need to go, take me here, do this, pick this up. Like, if you, if, I, if I'm the breadwinner, if I'm if I'm taking care of you as an adult, your finances, your everything you need, I'm a very busy woman. So if you're going to shoot content for me all day, like I said, pick up this, pick up that. Basically, I ain't got to pay an assistant. I'll, you know, paying you through existence but unfortunately a lot of men can't handle that because i tried to do that with a homeboy a homeboy just was like I, I don't feel like a man in this position i'm like well you gonna have to uh <laughs> figure something out because you ain't gonna be in my house not paying no bills eating up my food and then also not gonna have it cooked for me so the problem i have is if I, you know i'll take a little house husband but you're gonna have to watch how you speak to me and the same way a man would if you're in a man's house and he paying all the bills and you gonna watch your mouth, right? When he come home, you gonna have his slippers. Well, if I'm the woman of the house and I'm paying all the bills, you gonna be my bitch, respectfully. <laughs> and a lot of men don't wanna be a bitch. But if you don't pay any bills in my house and you don't pull your weight, that's what you gonna be.
So I'm just being honest. That's some real shit because I agree. Yeah, but unfortunately, a lot of men don't want to play that role. They so, don't. So that's my problem is you can't have your cake and eat it too. Either you're going to, you know, pay these bills in this house or go, you know, pull your weight with me or you're going to have to uh, be my housewife. And unfortunately, a lot of them don't want to do that. So... I mean, I agree. Yeah. You made it very plain and simple. Okay, if they yeah. can't, if they don't get that, I don't, I don't get. I've tried. I've tried to have a house husband, but they don't want to <laughs> do it. I've tried. They do it for a little bit because you're like, I have a good deal, and then they're like, Oh wait, the woman's running. They be feeling real. That's right, me. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. What? I mean, I don't you know, tell you. you can't have both. Right, you can't. You can't have both. <laughs> and I, I, I recognize that because I'm a very strong you know, powerful, independent woman as a single woman. Mm-hmm. But if I'm with, you know, I'm very much so about like, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to, you know, be like a hot housewife. Like I'm, I can totally play that role, but only if he's willing to pay his role. But you, like you said, it's either, or like, I, I know that I would have to step down a little bit somewhat to like do that whole lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to work on that, for that lifestyle as long as he's taking care of business, but he has to be taking care of business. If he's not taking care of his end of the role, then we about to switch roles real quick and you got you about to be the house husband because you're not you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And that's mm-hmm. not fair to me. I don't want to be one of those women who like go to work, have to work 40 hours a week, then come home, cook, um, take care of the kids, make sure they're showered, make sure their brushes, uh, teeth are brushed, you know, make sure the dirty laundries. And all he does is go to work and then come home, eat and go to sleep. Like that's not, that's like me taking most of the load. Like now yeah. I'm doing like 80% of the work here and you just got to do. And then he's, then he has the nerve to come home and complain. Well, I worked all day, uh, sir. So did I. And I still <laughs> had another job when I came home mm-hmm. and a lot of women are, are living that reality. And this is what I mean. Like raise your standards because it is not fair that like men want, some men want their woman to work full-time jobs and have, you know, be married to him and take care of half the bills, or whatever. And then also take care of the kids. And cause like a lot of guys don't want to do that. They don't want to come home mm-hmm. and change diapers and cook and clean and make sure the kids did their homework. All that. Like they don't like to do all that stuff. Like, a lot of them complain about that, but then they want 50, 50 and they want these women to pay half the bills and do that other work too. That's not equal at all. That's just you taking advantage of a situation. Cause you know, I'm not gonna let my kids starve. I'm not gonna let them go, go hungry, mm-hmm. go dirty. Like I'm going to make sure that they're taken care of. You know what I mean? So that just drives insane like i wouldn't have a problem with a house husband but the thing like you said it's it's hard to find a man that really wants to play that role because end of the day uh yeah you can stay home with the kids all day like i said have dinner ready when i come home i'm like treated like a princess you know because rubbing my feet i worked all day i'm paying the bills in the house but unfortunately like i said a lot of men talk a good game about how they could do it but they can't because it's an ego thing because they get clowned by their boys they get called simps they get called all this different type of stuff so they, they can't handle it. It's true. But you want to have to bring some money. You know? <laughs> it's true. So like in an ideal, <laughs> like you make a lot of sense. Obviously, I agree with you. But in an ideal world, what like what <clears throat> what are the roles in your in your house, in your world? Say you're with a man or whatever. You guys are living in a house together. Who's mm-hmm. paying the bills? Who's taking care of, you know, the kids, bath time, laundry, dishes? I don't know. Whatever else makes a family makes like a home a home Mm -hmm. who's in your ideal like what would you ideally want from your man in that situation what does that look like to you 
Okay, so me personally, I would never be comfortable in letting a man fully financially support me. Just that's my comfort um, because I am a control freak and I'm a person that likes to feel like I'm very much in control and I'm very protected. I have my own personal traumas with homelessness and um, and, and just kind of like not having stability growing up. So for that reason, I've been a person that's always make sure that I have my you know, I have my power with, especially where I live and all that. I like to own what I'm, you know, where I'm at, make sure my name's on the property, make sure I got my, you know, I put my money in so nobody can talk shit to me because of my own personal traumas and issues. Um, so I would never be comfortable with someone fully supporting me because I don't want nobody throwing that in my face, mm. you know? Um, but I would like an equal, <clears throat> like, that's really what I want. I genuinely just want someone who, um, who works with me, like pulls their weight. They be 50, 50 is honestly fine with me. Um, everybody pulls their weight. Everyone cleans the house. Everybody contributes to cooking or getting groceries. Like I just want more of a partnership. Yeah. So that's, that's comfortable for me. Everybody pulls their weight. But like I said, in my situation, because I'm typically in a better financial situation than most people that I'm with, a lot of people take advantage of that. And they're like, oh, well, you make more than me or you're doing fine, so you don't need it. And when they don't see a woman struggle, they don't feel this initiate the initiative to like, oh, let me help. That's what I, in my experience. That's real. As I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen these same men with exes that they've dated be kind of like damsel in distresses. Like, I ain't got a job. You know, I got, I'm working nine to five, but I'm making minimum wage. And a lot of these men are like, I'm going to pay for her nails. I'm going to pay for this. And then when it comes to me, I don't get offers for my nails to get paid for and all this different stuff. Because they're like, oh, she got it. She got money. She can take care of herself. Wow. Um, and I, I don't like that because I don't necessarily need it from people. They don't offer it to me. But I really just want like that partnership. Um, that sounds I mean, that sounds like a great deal for a lot of guys. Cause like, you know, they'd be blowing up my my comment section and my TikTok. <laughs> you know, they'd be blowing me up talking about, oh, um, it should be 50 50. We're equal as well. All this stuff. And like they all seem to be wanting this. I'm not a 50 50 girl. I'm sorry. Pay my bills. But like, you it's know, fine. what I mean, there's a lot of women that are. But we still don't get 50 50. That's what I mean. So, like, like I, I'll be honest with you, I've tried it. Um, I've been doing That's what I've always done in relationships. And I've very rarely gotten 50 50. That is so sad. Um, I, I, I have pulled, I've always pulled my weight plus more. Um, so, like, yeah. how, I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're young, you're in the industry. Like, how did you start making money? Like, how did you become successful? Like, how did you get to this point to where you can, where you're so successful? These men trying to leech off of you. Like, <laughs> I don't even consider myself so successful. It's not yet, but I think compared to the average person, I suppose, um, financially, I suppose, and like things I've done, I guess. Um, but to be honest, like I said, my traumas fuel me. So I was um, a foster kid. I was homeless a bunch of times before I even turned 18. So starting as like a teenager I just had like this determination to never depend on people and to like have my own and I think a lot of people in life have been very sheltered and they've had the uh, privilege of having family to depend on and like probably more structure than I've had so for a lot of them they don't have maybe that same drive of like I have to get this done and I have to do it on my own and when I aged out, uh, aged out of foster care I immediately had to depend on, you know, random people like guys that I had 
dated or knew to friends, to random family members. And I remember being treated very badly by people when I didn't have my own, when I had to stay with people. People treat you like a dog when you don't have shit, when they know you don't have nothing, when they know you're um, fully dependent on them and you need them. A lot of people will talk to you like you're nothing. And I remember just never wanting to experience that ever again in life. Once I was determined that once I got out of that situation, I was not going to turn back. So I was willing to do whatever I had to do. So when I 18, I started stripping, started dancing first. I danced. I had sugar daddies. I uh, did dominatrix work. So I basically went to the line of sex work. Because I was like already working eight, eight dollar, nine hour, an hour jobs. And it just wasn't cutting it. Um, I had to come out of my, my, I was like, I have to get past all this. So I was doing that. Plus I was doing modeling jobs where I was getting like a little hundred, two hundred dollars, you know, doing music videos for two fifty, thinking I was doing something. <laughs> um, it added up. And, um, the, the, I think the final straws, I had like this boyfriend I stayed with. And while I was staying with him, he kept calling me out my name. And he kept saying, you don't have nothing. All you got is what's in that suitcase. And he was talking down to me like I was nothing. And I remember I went and started cleaning houses in lingerie, charging one fifty an hour. <laughs> and I was working in this little store making $9 an hour at the same time. I saved up my little money, got myself a room, and I never turned back. I was like, I'm never going to be in a position where I need somebody like that because I'm tired of being talked down to. Um, so I've lived with men who have taken care of me. I, like I said, I would never turn back because I saw the way I got treated and talked to, and I had to and I had to take it because I was not in a position to open my mouth because I didn't – it wasn't my house. So – Wow. I don't, I, I wouldn't, yeah. I would feel the same way. If I had that background and I was living with a man who treated me like shit and I knew I had to take it because I didn't have my own, I would never do, uh, I would never let a man fully fund me and ever. It was multiple. I would do 50 and, and, <clears throat> and it was multiple men. It was different because I had different, like I dated him for like two months. I love, you know, and I, I had it happen back to back. That is awful. And I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> like there's so many women who tell me that they're just like no like you you know you should go 50 50 you go 50 and like to hear someone's experience saying like no this is why I, like this is why i decide like i'm not ever gonna be in that position again yeah uh yeah i would never be in that position yet either i would never mm. want to like i can't even stand even now like I, I don't have to rely on a man thank god i don't have to rely on a man but even like in certain situations where i'm dating men and they try to have that kind of control over me it really bothers me because i'm just like ew why do you feel like you need to own me like i'm not you know, people some... don't understand our grandmothers and great grandmas were getting beaten yeah. and cheated on so like i have no problem with women in their own standards women can have a man fully financially support them if that's what they want i just say that like it necessarily wasn't a glorious time a lot of women were being very cheated on very beaten very abused in 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 that time because it was like they were property they were basically being bought and when people feel like they've purchased something, they feel they can treat it the way they want to. So that's why I've always wanted to pull my own and have my own so that nobody could use it against me. Like, oh, you ain't got nothing. You need me. And I have even seen my own mother go through it because the first time we became homeless was her ex-husband had put us out. And then we had nowhere to go. So I had that trauma from being younger. That's when I first became homeless. My, my stepdaddy was like, he got a restraining order on her, got us kicked out. We lost everything, like, you know, that day. The police let me get, like, a couple little articles of things. But, you know, her ex-husband, boom, kicked us out. We had nothing. Then we had to stay with friends. We had to stay with other people. 
You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so we could get our own. And so I had so much, so much instability. Like I said, by the time I was an adult, I was like, nobody's going to hold nothing over my head. Yeah. So I've been in relationships, like I said, where I'm with men. Um, I, I did have a couple of straight eyes when I was younger, but I did not like it. Now, that's not equivalent to like a, a relationship relationship, obviously. But even in those type of situ situations, the way the men would treat me, it was like I was a just a purchase. I was just a, you know, asset. Um, I felt very unheard in those relationships. I felt very like unrespected, just like I was a little plaything. So I have been more attracted to the men that approach me more on a friend basis. Like they want to hear me talk. They like my opinions. They see me as a person. But unfortunately, like I said, in my experience, a lot of those men have been the same ones that um, have not wanted to pull their weight with me. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have women, there's women in my, like, there, I have a lot of like strong, amazing, like independent women in my family. And I have women in my family who uh, were in those situations too. Like they were abused by their ex-husbands and like beaten on like domestic violence, all of these things. And so after that trauma, they would not ever accept another man that was, was like a provider type or dominant type or anything like that. They like men who come across as like, friend and emotionally intelligent mm -hmm. and emotionally supportive and like non-threatening i don't think guys understand like women like men who are non-threatening and i don't think that they understand like that they come off threatening because in their worlds they they have a penis and they don't ever have to worry but like if i'm walking down the street and this man is being really aggressive with me trying to talk to me and get my attention it makes me really uncomfortable because I'm like, what's he about to do? Is he about to grab me and throw me in this car? Like, why is he getting so big on me? Mm -hmm. And I don't know you. I'm just walking down the street. And then another case, one of my ex-boyfriends met me this way. He was walking down Canal Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And like, he, you know, he came up to me and he was like, having such a like normal conversation nothing about my looks like oh girl you look so good like nothing like that I was like hey like you guys I saw you guys just come out of this club like was it good like did you like the music just like a regular conversation yeah. it was very non-threatening like a person right yeah not like a piece of cake you that's know usually, that's who I talk to yeah when men hit me up like I want to lick on you and stuff I don't respond to them <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lick on you yeah some men are just like come on baby that's why I don't deal a lot of men in my industry because like uh, like most of the rappers and athletes and uh, musicians, you know, musicians and stuff that message me, most of them are just like, come through tonight. I'm in L.A. for only one night. I get like that from oh, A-lister, no. B-listers, and they just message me like, yeah, come through. I and mean, they're like so entitled that they think I'm going to say yes because like, you know who I am. You know what I've been in. You know, I got I got money and success. So I've typically just been turned off by, you know, men and men around my industry at all. They've. Well, yeah, me very. Uh, they've most of them have been very entitled. Like, come through. Let me fly you out. Like, I just I get them every day. Like, damn it. Like, let me fly you out tonight. And I'm like, are you used to like these little broke groupie pics that <laughs> want to get flown out to like Atlanta? Like, that ain't no flex. Like, <laughs> celebrity couple was like, let's fly. We want to fly you out to DR. I was like, that's three hundred dollars. Like, I can fly myself out to DR. That's what I'm saying. Like, to a lot of these men, it's like I'm intimidating because that don't impress me. They'd be like. I'm going to fly you out to Miami. We're going to have a crazy weekend. Now, you get you a little girl who work at the Piggly Wiggly. She's like, ooh, I'm going to get flown out to Miami. Girl, I'm about to suck some dick for some for some, uh, some shrimp and cocktail sauce. Girl, I don't need a... The hell? <laughs> fly myself out to Miami. I could fly. I just, get, I just came back from Australia, girl. Like, 
Ain't nobody yeah. impressed by no Miami. But I'm saying that's what it is too. Like, you know, a lot of those men, they don't a lot of those like those those types of men. They they be hit me up like I'm just some like simple thought, like some girl from the strip club or something. Like, ooh, I saw you shaking them things on Instagram, so you definitely the type to do this. I'm like, no, oh sweetheart. My God. The boldness though. Baby, no, I perform I I perform uh theater in New York, baby. I I do te- television programs. I'm about to perform on stage with my band i actually do things i don't you used to people who don't do much with life because that's not very impressive <clears throat> so i do usually go for like the geeky type the like me too i i usually go for like the you know friendly like let's talk let's um you know like the like the one that like honestly like your friend like guy friendish <clears throat> but like i said unfortunately it does not matter what they're into um a lot of people take advantage still yeah yeah. I mean, I mean, you're you're killing it though. Like, props to you. Like, you're oh, you thanks. went through so much adversity, and you didn't make excuses. Like, you got here. Like, you were here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just my motivation. Um, when I was in the group home and stuff, like a lot of people used it as kind of like, well, my life was. Yeah, I was dealt bad cards. I'm gonna just you know, go down that road. I was like, nah, I can't do this. I was like, I want to travel the world. I want to do dope stuff. I want to do, I just, I just wanted to be bigger than life. I wanted to do cool stuff. So I just kept doing it. And that's what I do. Um, and that's what brings me honestly joy and happiness. And I think a lot of men too are intimidated because um, even my last relationship, I tell them from the beginning, my career comes first. And I tell people that blatant. I'm like, hey, I just want you to know my career comes first. Cause I have men who approach me and are like, if you, I had this ex-boyfriend, he's like, if you ever do nude scenes or like sex scenes in movies or shows, I'm breaking up with you. And I was like, uh. Break it with me now. <laughs> first of all, yeah, I do nude scenes. I do uh, sex scenes in movies and shows and stuff like that. I did four last year. So I had to kiss like two girls last year, two guys. I had to do multiple sex scenes last year. I did a sex scene on Wu-Tang season three coming out February 15th. Hey, plug. So, <laughs> my whole thing is like. As an actor, that's something we do. We kiss yeah. other people. Um, I mean, the scenes are fake, obviously. But I'm like, my career comes first. I had a boyfriend when I did Penthouse, Playboy. had boyfriends that were like, if you do that, um, I'm not going to be happy. Okay. You're, <laughs> you're gone now. My, my publications, my success is still here. The movies I've done where I've, you know, kissed on people and stuff are still here. They can't be taken away from me. Men will come and go. People will come and go. But your success won't. Your accomplishments won't. Amen. They're embedded in <laughs> a thousand years after you're dead. Yes. So that comes first to me. That's my security. So wow, that's that's intimidating to that. some men as well. Like because they can't control me in the sense of you can't wear that. I don't know who you talking to. I'm gonna wear what the hell I want to wear. <laughs> that's the thing. You can't really tell me nothing because I'm like. I don't need you for nothing besides companionship and dick. So you really can't talk to me like I'm a simpleton. <laughs> like, who are you talking to? I don't live on no farm. So you've never, like, met a man that you were intimidated by that you, like, kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe like, has anybody slid in your DMs that was, like, a celebrity, whatever, and you're just like, you double thought it, like, maybe I should because you were such a fan of his work beforehand? Or no. you just, like, instantly turned off, like, no, nope, ew. Absolutely not. I don't want to have sex with a celebrity man ever. No. Okay. No. Well, first of all, they talk too much. They're going to tell somebody. Then if I end up being a woman, all the success I've worked for for years is going to be reduced down to I'm so-and-so's yes. girlfriend. Ooh, you're so right. Now I'm going to be called so an industry right. hoe. Now it's going to be like, this girl didn't work for nothing. She slept with people. Good for no, you. No, but also no. Because most of them got wives and girlfriends. Mm. Um, 
And like I said, the way they approach me is instantly a turn off. I've had celebrity men ask me to move in. It is so, a lot of celebrity men are just very detached, like, from reality. Like, they're just like, oh, I can just get what I want and get who I want. <laughs> so a lot of times they just approach me like, I don't even know them. Come through tonight. <laughs> no, you the hell. Celebrity men be hitting me up like, I did this one TV show and the star, one of the stars of the show, he was just like, um... He was like, okay, well, come through. It was like 12 o'clock at night. I don't meet with no random man at no midnight. I don't know. You could be a killer. He's like, that's right. How am I? How? You know who I am. No, I know who you are publicly. I don't know who you are behind the mm. scenes. I had a celebrity man when I first moved to LA tell me to go hiking with him in the middle of the woods. I said, <laughs> why the hell would I meet anybody in the middle of the woods? He gonna send me a video of him in the woods walking around. And then I went to this shoot and makeup artist was like, girl, I would have went in the woods with him. Do you know who he is? Oh, I said, my- I don't give a hell. That's why you be having all these creepy stories happening. Because y'all be thinking somebody's status when they can't be a creep. No, I'm not going to no damn woods with you. That's odd. That's an odd invitation. <laughs> I don't do odd things with people. That's odd. Meets you at midnight. Meet. I had went to a rap party of a TV show I went to. One of the stars of the show was like, um, I planned a threesome for me and you tonight with this random ass girl. I don't know, y'all. He's like, you coming through? No. No regular man would ask. That's what I'm saying. Celebrity men are weird. No regular ass man would have the confidence nor the the fucking delusion to approach somebody and be like, I have a threesome planned for us. And he was fine, too. He was fine. He was a little fine, light-skinned man. But no, I have no threesome with you. No, you, sir. The hell I look like just having threesomes with people at parties. What the fuck do I look like? That's odd. That's odd behavior. That's that's, that's mental illness. I don't do that. Meeting with random people, going to random people's houses, and you wonder why you woke up, don't remember shit, because you're just doing odd things. I don't do odd activities. That's how I keep myself safe. I don't go to after parties. I don't meet with people. The celebrity men are the creepiest. You see all these stories that be coming up 10 years later? <laughs> Put myself in that situation. I'm but. so glad you said it for someone who's inside. Inside the club for all of us who can't get in. Inside. Yeah, like you weird. I don't give them no pussy. Absolutely not. And they always, there's always something going around in the, in the industry. Oh. No. Um, I'd rather, that's why I've been dating more like the little Radio Shack nerds and stuff. But um, <laughs> Not Radio. Is Radio Shack still around? I don't know. <laughs> But I still date them, you know. I've, I've been, I've been willing to date little Radio Shack nerds. I've been dating the little, you know, anime <laughs> nerd guys and stuff. That's that's usually what I go for. But like I said, they've been, girl, they've been working my nerves. They've been taking my money, <laughs> playing games. And I don't date model types. I, I like, mm-hmm. I like dad bods, and I like squishy men. I, I like not conventionally like attractive, Same, like you too. know, like like the way most people would expect me to date. Like they expect me to date like some buff, you know, man with a like, you know, bulging face and you know what I'm saying, like a model type almost. And I'm more like like the little nerdy looking guys, little chubby dudes. And even they be doing it. <laughs> they be doing it too. That's what they say. You can't go for the ugly guys because they treat you just as bad as the pretty boys. It's just terrible. Everybody the same. It don't matter. That's what people don't get. Whether they pretty, they ugly, they big, they small, they broke, they rich. All these men's, all these people's, I mean, women too, they all just be annoying. Everybody's annoying. <laughs> Honestly, I, I say date people until they just, they break the straw. You know, just date them till they wear you out and then just get rid of them. <laughs> I feel like at this time, at this point in my life, dating's like furniture or a car. Like just run it till it just fucking break down. Like no expectations for it to be a lifetime thing. 
That's what fucks people up. Lifetime <laughs> expectation. I'm just gonna date you to this shit falls apart. That's what I've been doing. I'm gonna take your advice this year. Just date date, 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 date until somebody until it falls apart. apart. All these expectations. We're gonna be together forever. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if we make it to next week. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if we make it to fucking next week. At this point, I'm not surprised when relationships end. I'm just like, okay, well, that was cool. <laughs> I got divorced from my ex-husband like it was nothing. I just called him up, and I was like, I got divorced today. I went and applied. Really? I called him. I went to the office, and I was like, I found somebody else. Bye. What? Yeah, he got on my nerves. I left. Cold-blooded. You must have destroyed that man. He's like, what? I was just married, and you just, just filed for a divorce? I don't know. No, nowhere. I, I warn people. I'm not abrupt. I warn people. I warned him for two years. Um, I said, I'm leaving. I'm going to divorce you. You ain't giving me no dick. You acting up. You messing up. You doing weirdo stuff. You, uh, you, I think he had a problem because he, he was, money was disappearing. Um, you know, wasn't paying things on time. Was very suspicious. <laughs> I told him intimacy was dead. Things were very odd. No hand holding. Things were very odd. <laughs> I warned him for two years. I said, I'm a Lee ass. Nobody believes me. I left him. Then I got the next man. I warned him. I said, I'm going to leave you. I'm very patient. <laughs> he was like, she ain't going nowhere. I was like, okay. I left his ass. Got Good for the, you. Got the next one two months later. Life's too short. <laughs> I don't wait long either. Since I was 15, I think the longest I've been single is like three months. Lord Jesus. Really? So you're a serial monogamous dater. Yeah, but like, if, for example, like I've been with three men in 10 years because like, oh. you know, one was five years, then three years, oh. then like a year-ish in time, you know, so it's like not a lot of people. It's just that I'm very patient, which my patience is wearing thin. <laughs> I feel me like too. people gotta stop being so patient because I've been too like don't be like me don't don't be patient because nobody no one no one really changes for the better as time goes on it usually gets worse. That's what my dad used to tell me when I was younger. People just get worse. They do. That's so like whatever sad. your man's quality or standard or whatever the fuck he is now. Like let's say y'all dating for two weeks. That's his best. That's so. That's sad. the best. That's the best for everybody. That's everybody when they well, date in. Well, that's why, like, on these online dating apps, when guys, like, the first date, they, like, come over, I'll cook for you. If that's the best you can give me on a first date is to come to your house to eat up whatever kind of nasty food you got in there, like, it's, where does it go from there? Worse. There's a thing about it. it when get a, you're never going to get, but you're never going to get more from a man that wants to get your pussy for the first time. <laughs> so once he gets it, it goes downhill from there. It's very true. He gonna do he gonna do all his whistles and tricks to get in your pants. And once he gets in them pants, you know, if you know, first couple of months he gonna keep he gonna keep wanting it. But then as time goes on, he's gonna get comfortable. That's his now. So now he don't really have to try too hard for it. So it's gonna get worse from there. Like you know people I meet, we've been married for 14 years. He don't ever take me out for Valentine's Day no more. It gets worse with time. It gets worse. That's why housewives be cheating. That's why. <laughs> That's why when I was a stripper, it was a bunch of husbands coming in there because their wife don't want to fuck them no more. It gets worse. So if you dating a girl and she only giving you coochie once every two weeks and that's the beginning of the relationship, it's going to get worse. <laughs> it always gets worse for whoever. That's me, too. I, I have sex with you almost every single day when we first start dating. By year three, you might get it once, twice a week. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> Oh my They'd god. They'd be like, you are so horny in the beginning. Yeah, the dick got tired. I got used to it. Got routine. 
not the routine. You have to do things to make it spicy, you know, to keep nah, the spice alive. I get bored. I'm like, you boring. <laughs> Where, where's the romance? Where's the romance? Like, like the pedals? I don't want you just on top of me. Are you like, oh, I don't know. He don't always be on top. You could be on top. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I do that in the beginning. <laughs> Then after like a year, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna lay down. Oh, I'm gonna turn over real quick. <laughs> I ain't gotta prove nothing no more. <laughs> Stormy Maya, people. Stormy Maya, everyone. My favorite, you know, roll over, let them just have while you have to sleep. Sometimes I fall asleep too. I'll be like, not you falling asleep have, in the I've, middle of sex. I've done that a lot. I have fell asleep in the middle of sex a lot, and it's good. It's not like it's not good. It's been good dick. It's been it's been. Does delightful. he know you're sleeping? I don't know. <laughs> a lot of times when I do the side, because it'd be like I'd be on my side, and I'd just be like, but I'd just be kind of like coming in and out. Usually I'll come in and out, so I'm like, kind of like, oh shit, you know. I don't know. <laughs> that usually happens after a year of dating. I usually just get kind of sleepy. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, anyway, I said, people get worse as you date them longer, so. Oh, my God. Everybody. Women, <laughs> women stop shaving their leg after two years. <laughs> she'll stop, like, she'll, like, hide her farts from you. Then after, like, five <laughs> years, you go on to your poop. You no, know, everybody get worse. So that's why I said... So what? What? <laughs> right what make, falls apart. <laughs> what will make you stay? Like what? What will make you stay? Uh, dependency, <laughs> comfort, uh, not feeling like starting over. That's what most people stay together for. Most people stay together because they're like, I don't feel like starting over with nobody. We got kids. Shit, I like the way you make pasta. You know, that's what people stay for. Little things like that. So it's the little things that count. That's like what I think. You know, I'm just a very, I'm a realist. Like, <clears throat> I think romance and all that's really cute. But I think what keeps together most couples is like that friendship, the comfort, the comfort of having someone who already knows the names of your friends at work. You know, some, you know, it's that comfort of you know things being familiar that keeps people together, in my opinion. And a lot of times it's just easier just to stay with somebody. So, well, you said dependent. You like dependence, you and not for me. That's not for me. I said that's what probably keeps most people together. It's mm. dependency. But you feel like you would stay with someone just because of the little things that matter. Um, I honestly will stay with. I'm I'm actually a very uh, chill person. I'll stay with you as long as you don't get on my nerves. I'm <laughs> I'm honestly not that bad. You know, it, just for me, like you know, say pull your weight. You know, contribute to my house. You know, what I'm saying just don't get on my nerves. Don't bother me. I don't I don't like feel the need to date a lot of different people and stuff like that. People get on my nerves, so I'd rather just have <laughs> one person. That I deal with, I, you know, one dick, one, you know, everything familiar. But I just, most people just get on my nerves after a while because they just try to take advantage and they're not bringing nothing and they just get on my nerves. So don't get on my nerves. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. So, wow. I'm a very simple person. Just don't get on my nerves. So what, like. <laughs> <laughs> they usually do, though. <laughs> so, okay. So. What is like the best thing that's happened to you since blowing up and getting your big break and getting your verified? Like, I didn't get the, that big break, yeah, girl. Come on, <laughs> we see you on our TV screen. That's not the big screen. break. So, yet. what's the big break you looking for or we're waiting for? Uh, the big break is when I no longer have to do Instagram thotting, girl. Oh, so your money is from Instagram thotting? Not necessarily, but that's what I get like a lot of uh, traction. For that brings me just like you know people knowing who I am so whenever 
the gig is bigger than that. You know, more people, most people know me from whatever that gig is. Uh, you know, like maybe like a big movie role or a big um, like TV show role. What's been your favorite project so far? It hasn't come out yet. So last year I filmed this series, uh, Ho Phase, where I'm the lead of it. So I play a 16, 17-year-old teenage mom. And we filmed 11 episodes. And, um, you know, we filmed, that's the project I filmed in like Atlanta for two months straight. And we just also filmed again the beginning of the year. And I was like interesting because, you know, I was playing 16, 17 into 18. And I got to be pregnant. I had like my son and I got to work with a baby actor which was fun and uh leading a show was definitely a a very new experience as an actor was a lot of pressure it's a lot of work I was working about 12 to 14 hour days and um it's a lot like you know because the show depends on you and it's your show technically so we just shot a billboard shoot for like you know in January and everything um they haven't revealed to me what network is going to be released on yet so i guess i'll find out when y'all find out but i did get (laughs) to see when i was just filming recently for them i got to see the trailer and i got to see the first episode and i love the way it looks um i get to work with some dope you know people like you know ronnie's from players club yeah she's my grandma on the show oh my gosh ronnie is a grandma now shout out to crystal um (laughs) yes Crystal, yes, yeah, she plays my grandma on the show, which was great. She was fun to work with. Uh, Professor Ogilvy is on the show. I love Professor Ogilvy. He's literally my favorite on TV. Dorian sitcom. Wilson, sorry. Dorian, I love you. Oh my gosh, I love so, you. I will watch him. the Parkers all the oh, time. I love the Parkers. Girl. I love Ooh, the Parkers. My favorite. My favorite. And uh, Angie Stone plays my stepdad, baby daddy's mom. I can't wait to see this. When is it? Uh, when is it? I don't know yet. Uh, oh my gosh! You will keep. Girl, up I never with know Charmaya. when nothing comes out. I always find out when everybody else finds out. Um, and then oh. I did this movie last year called "We Made It in America," which was Irv Gotti's debut movie, Ooh. and I got to play. Um, like a third lead. So I got to play like this drug dealer's girlfriend who's running shit, which was fun. And <laughs> it was a lot of dope legends in that. Um, uh, Saray, uh, the girl from, Imp- uh, is it, is it, is it Empire? Empire? Uh-huh. She's the lead. And then, um, who, you know, my man on the show, my man in the movie is that meme, you know, the guy like from the wire. Um, what's his name again? God damn it. <laughs> I don't remember, but I can look it up. Yeah. Uh, Girl's name. <laughs> now you're going to hate me, girl. Oh my God, what's his name? Girl, tell me his name. Oh, the wire. <laughs> you know, the guy, the meme. Oh, I should know. <clears throat> the hell? I just was kissing up on him. Like, I should know. Girl, you should know. Uh, you be like, girl. I didn't even make an in- impact on you and I was kissing you. No, he did. I just be, girl, I've been so many people. I've been getting names. Uh, Hassan. Hassan. Oh, I was like. Hassan. What's his last <clears throat> name, girl? Uh, Johnson. Hassan Johnson. Hassan Johnson. He's from The Wire. Brother. Yeah, he was my man Um, in the movie. You know, he okay. in prison and stuff. Uh, he in prison and stuff. Yeah, and I run his <laughs> shit with his brother. We making moves, making money, selling drugs. Uh, that was Ooh. fun. So I got to do some cool uh, roles last year. Went from 16-year-old teenage mom to selling crack. That was fun. Um, <laughs> and then on yeah, and then on Wu-Tang, I got to play this girl, Cookie, and I'm making crack on that show <laughs> and having threesomes. And, uh, on the Wu-Tang. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I got purple hair too, uh, and then I HBO. I did HBO last year to show that damn Michael Che. Um, I worked at Radio Shack in the show, <laughs> so it must be an old like a throwback show, like from the 1990s. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we just maybe it was easier for 
very copyright. No, you know, ain't nobody gonna claim oh, nothing. I don't okay. know, girl. I made that. I don't know if that's the truth, <laughs> but it was Radio Shack I worked at. Um, so like I said, as an actor, I get to do some really fun, cool stuff. Um, yeah. Well, Stormy Maya, thank you for being on the Gabby Faye podcast. You're Hi. amazing. Just to hear you were a girl from the Bronx, like just trying to make it. Now you're <laughs> now you're in LA on all these big films and TVs with like. Professor Ogilvie. <laughs> I love you, Professor Ogilvie. I literally love him. If you see him again, he's still so fine too, child. He is so fine. He he's ages fine. well. He's still he ages fine. Well. Yeah, he's still fine. Love him. <laughs> but anyways, follow Stormy Maya at Stormy Maya on Instagram, TikTok. Is it Ult- all the same? No, Instagram is Ultimate Center with a C because my band Cinnamon Babe. So oh. I mostly use TikTok for music. Okay. Yeah, I can't thought on there. <laughs> <laughs> and then your Instagram? Stormy Maya, S-T-R-M-I-M-A-Y-A with a blue check. Hey, I got to say that because there's, there's a lot of fake, so I got to say that. And my Twitter is Stormy MF Maya. Don't go on there unless you're 18 or older. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, everyone, for watching the Gabby Faye podcast. We loved having Stormy Maya on the episode. If you loved this video, thumbs it up. Subscribe to this channel. <laughs> comment what you like the best. And I will see you next time. This Bye. Is, this is YouTube. <laughs> <laughs>